Welcome to the Westside Investors Network. Win your community of investing knowledge for growth. This is the Real Estate Professionals Investing Podcast for real estate professionals by real estate professionals. This show is focused on the next step in your career, investing. Thank you for listening. And please, if you like our content, rate us on your podcast provider. Just a quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for educational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any shares or securities, make or consider any investments or take any other action. Welcome back to another episode of the Deal Deep Dive segment on the Westside Investors Network podcast. I'm your host, Trent Werner. In this segment, our featured guests will share their unique stories on a specific deal they've invested in. We will dive deep into finding the deal, financing the deal, writing an offer, and the due diligence. Do us a solid and smash that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this episode. And now, let's dive deep. Welcome back to the Westside Investors Network podcast. I am your host, Trent Werner. On today's Deal Deep Dive episode, we are joined by Stacy Steganga. Stacy's from Michigan, joined the Air Force, and has been a registered nurse for over 14 years. Now she's converting into a full-time real estate investor and social media presence. You can follow her at investforfreedom underscore RN. Again, investforfreedom underscore RN. And now let's welcome Stacy Steganga. All right, Stacy Steganga. Did I get that Nailed right? Nailed it. Yes. Right. Good job. Well, thank you for joining us, Stacy. I'm excited to have you on the Deal Deep Dive today. I'm excited to talk about your background and your current life journey with your career and next chapter that you're getting started with. Before we do that, though, I know there are some people listening that haven't heard you or seen you on social media. So Stacy, how'd you get started in real estate and who were you before ever even thinking about real estate? Yeah. So I was a nurse. I had been in the military for 12 years and I had moved all around. I was overseas for four consecutive years got out of active duty, was in the reserves when I became a nurse and just really wanting to give back more to my community. But because I had moved around a ton, I was finally eager to be closer to family. So I took on the challenge early in my nursing career of moving to Denver. It's specifically notable because Denver is one of the highest cost of living. It's the largest disparity of income versus cost of living for healthcare providers. It's definitely not the most expensive. We still have New York and LA, but we're just severely underpaid. So just learning through the pain of being an established adult and thinking I'm finally settling down closer to family and doing what felt right for me in my life to be shocked at my income. It was through that pain that I started learning, most specifically budgeting at first. And an agent had mentioned Scott Trench's book, Set for Life. And that was my version of the Purple Bible, went down the rabbit hole and just became obsessed. Real estate has been a blessing for so many reasons. But going back to my Instagram, I am specifically trying to replace my income so that I can advocate and speak out for changes in healthcare that are long overdue. One fun fact that I want to mention about Denver is I saw something on Twitter or X now that a tenant got a lease renewal. He has a two-bedroom apartment, standard two-bedroom apartment. Like the new rent rate was like four grand a month. And okay. I saw that in Denver. I was like, I know Denver is a great place and it's expensive, but four thousand dollars a month for a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. It wasn't two grand, but I was paying something close to that for a studio five or more years ago. 
So I can't say that I'm too surprised. <laughs> I'm learning more Unfortunately. about Denver. Yeah. Learning more about Denver. Well, we're not here to talk about Denver. Obviously, we're here to talk about real estate. Yes. I'm interested to know, because obviously you had your version of the Purple Bible with Scott trying set for life. Mm-hmm. You said you wanted to add more income, add more revenue streams, all that stuff. But what was the, aside from being underpaid and how expensive it is to live in Denver, is what was like the thing that got you itching to learn more about real estate or add revenue streams at the beginning stages? I mean, it truly was burnout, healthcare burnout. That was just like the final straw, the Mm -hmm. income cut. And just to clarify further, I was already burnt out. And my biggest discrepancy or issue with healthcare, whatever you want to call it, is that I feel that we're grossly underpaid across the board. I mean, we have people's lives in our hands and we don't get bathroom breaks. We don't get lunch breaks. You're just paid horribly and it's backbreaking work. And I got injured too. And so there was a component of it's not physically possible for me to do this forever. And then here I am getting paid even less for this hard work that I was doing and already getting burnt out from. But then you go to work and you have patients that aren't aware of what we're going through. And so they take it out on us. I was internalizing all of that and just like really struggling with mental health and all of that. And when I read Scott Trench's book, I think the thing that actually hit me the most was how he eloquently words that we have the American dream all wrong. And we're basically setting ourselves up for failure by strapping ourselves to these expensive houses and lifestyles and images and all of these things and how that perpetuates your issue because you constantly have to work to be able to afford these things. So that was kind of really the component of everything shifting for me and realizing or stating to myself, I will not let that be me. I cannot physically do this until a normal retirement age. Strongly admire the nurses that do, but it was just all of that that really shifted things for me. Like I have to make changes in order for me on a single nurse income to ever get ahead. Investing is the only option, truly. I love that. And I mentioned it to you before we started recording. My wife is a nurse and I've heard very similar statements come from her as well. When you first got that itch, did it feel, because I know my own experience, but going through and having that or being in that scenario of I'm burnt out, I hate my job, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. And then finding that first kind of excitement from real estate, a lot of people get that. And then you know they do a deal and that's it. Mm-hmm. They can't figure out how to buy another deal or the first yep. deal went south or they had a deal go bad. How did you stick with it? I know you have, I think, four duplexes now. How did you stick with and remain excited? Because obviously there wasn't just rainbows and dandelions the entire yep. time through your journey, right? Yeah. So the biggest reason is that I just relate to that because I could have been that person. After I closed on my first duplex, I put blood, sweat, and tears into saving. And I mean, actual blood, sweat, and tears (laughs) into that down payment. When I bought it, I was like, okay, that's great. But at that time, when it's investor owned, so I don't live in it, I had to put 25% down. So you're talking a large chunk of change. It was over $50,000 between closing costs and my down payment. And so I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. I just did it. Like I'm a single nurse. I bought my first duplex. And the next thought was, I'm never going to be able to do that again because I was not prepared to make that same sacrifice over again. But what I didn't appreciate, and this is what I want everybody to hold on for, is the power of the compounding, both in normal investing in the stock market, saving, 
in any form, it was the compounding that took over and it truly starts to catapult you at a certain point. For me, it was my third duplex where it really started paying off. But I love that. So which duplex are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the second one because it was before I made it through that threshold of like, oh, I'm an investor. I can do this. So yeah, it's a special one. And where is this duplex located? All of my duplexes are in Tampa. This one was unique because at the time I was actually deployed, if you will, being in the Air Force. It was a deployment tasking, but I was still stateside and they deployed me for COVID. And so I was in South Carolina working, doing all the COVID things, gowned up, masked up. The most unique difference is that we are testing a lot of people, both foreign nationals that were flying in through the base, but also military members. And the long story short of it is that because of the amount of people I was having to test and treat and educate and do all the things that nurses do, we were doing it outside to make it faster. So here I am in the summer of South Carolina, just Mm -hmm. sweating. I'm just (laughs) melting day in and day out. So what do you know that what is my drug of choice the second I get to take a break and take off all my sweaty gear? Like any good investor, I'm swiping on Zillow. So that is how I found this property and why I think it's so profound. I laugh about it now because I wasn't even truly searching, but this is like the power of seeking out those opportunities that come across. And now here's a word from our sponsor. Get things done while you're on the move. Learn more about working with a virtual assistant through offsite professionals. It's a great way to get all the things done that you need to get done. Have freedom in your time and streamline your life by automating your business. Stop spending time on the tasks that you can delegate and start spending more time on your superpower. Call us today at 503 446 3177 or visit our website at offsiteprofessionals.com. Uptown Syndication is now offering a syndication coaching program for you to take your real estate portfolio to the next level. This is your opportunity to have experienced syndicators, AJ and Chris Shepard, coach you on your way to controlling your real estate investing future. Our coaching program will provide you with the tools and framework needed to begin syndicating real estate in your target market. Go to uptownsyndication.com today to learn more. And then let me hear more about the unit mix and your, I guess, underwriting. What was the purchase price? Obviously, you had to put 25% down, I want to say. And then we know how you found it swiping on Zillow. But what were some of those nitty gritties of this deal particular? First, this was, and I forget the category that it is on Zillow, but it's not expired listings, but maybe like extended or something to that effect. It'd been listed for over six months. And so it wasn't on just the normal filter. I found it somehow displaced, either expired or extended. Mm -hmm. The second most notable thing was that there was one picture and it literally looked like it had been taken on a flip phone in the 60s. Like it was a horrendous photo. So me, I'm looking at this and I see a gold mine and I hope that your audience takes that away because anytime there's an extended listing, you have one horrible picture, immediately my mind goes to a possibly elder, self-owned, self-managed, wanting to get rid of it, but stubborn and maybe stuck in their ways. And a lot of people say that real estate is a people business. And this to me really sold that fact for me because it was my willingness to be kind and work with this grumpier old man to get the deal done. He was asking 195. He had been burned from some previous contracts that fell through, so he wouldn't even let us see it, do anything until we submit an offer. 
So I just offered at asking 195. And then from there, we kind of made our way through the negotiations. What did you end up closing at, if you don't mind me asking? No. Yeah. So we ended up closing at 180. It did appraise for 195 right out of the gate. The negotiation was purely based off of deferred maintenance. Mostly a lot of the interior had not been updated or changed whatsoever. And just based on what we found on the surface with my home inspection, to me, it was just pretty telling that there could be other issues underneath. So we got it at 180. And it, to answer your other question, they're both two bed, one bath, side by side duplex. And were they occupied or vacant when you bought it? So both were occupied. That was another intricate thing with this. He obviously owned it outright. I didn't even know to look at that back then, but I do now. He had to have owned it outright because he was only charging them $500 each in rent. Market rent when I was trying to purchase the building was at $1,000, so severely under market. They didn't have leases, so that was another risk that I had to evaluate. And I just quickly, through research, understood that the worst case scenario with tenants that don't have leases is that you will potentially have to evict them if they don't agree to coming onto a lease with you in the new purchase. So those were some of the biggest factors up front. But then, so one of the other fun things that I love to tell people, my biggest pain point in investing so far has been property managers. And sorry for any property manager that's listening to this, but there's a massive opportunity for us to do better in that industry. At the time, I had a property manager. I found him from a referral. That one did not work out. So I was trying two new ones, both from referrals as well. What I felt that I learned at the time is that property managers will tell you whatever you want to hear. And so when you ask them and you're interviewing them and you're like, what is your turnaround time for customer complaints or whatever, they know the answers to get your business. And that's what they want. It makes sense. But what I've found is that my pain points with property managers has been when their team size is too small and the doors outgrow what they can manage or their systems. It's like one of the two and they're growing too fast. So I chose this property as an opportunity to try to mitigate my pain points with property managers. And I had them both come walk the property as part of the interview for me hiring them. And it was in that process that, first of all, out of one property manager was like, this is never going to rent. You're going to have so many problems. Fear, fear, fear. The other one was like, oh, no problem. We'll get it rented if you have to evict. This is lovely. Go for it. But then the big doozy was that the property managers found that the property next door was vacant. I live in Denver. My properties are all in Tampa. So I was expecting my agent, who is also an investor, to be my boots on the ground. And he failed to mention that. And when I did the Google Drive, it was still the old pictures of when it was still building. The roof caved in. And so there was a lot of squatters and potential crime. And that's what that one property manager's fear was based around. There was going to be drugs and crime in this vacant lot. Mm -hmm. It got complicated even further because the city took possession of it. Anytime a person owns a plot of land and it's vacant, you have a better idea of how long it could be vacant, if they're going to develop those types of things. When it's with the city, though, it can sit and be vacant and cause issues for an extended long time. It was through that that I started to get a little nervous. And I was like, okay, let's evaluate worst case scenario here. I would have a crime issue, da da da. I went through all the analysis. I ended up deciding to go for it anyways. It ended up selling to an investor. They flipped it 
And now my property is the lowest of quality holding down the entire block. That's truly the power of real estate, the appreciation of other properties getting updated. And it is one of the catalysts for this being such a successful investment for me. It's currently appreciated over $100,000 in, when did I get that? May of 21. So That's fun, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. (laughs) This is why I love real estate. I wouldn't have made that saving in a lifetime from nursing. You're not wrong. So when it comes to a deal like this, and we're talking about this one specifically, but this was your second one, right? Yes. If you were to run into this situation now that you Mm -hmm. own four, obviously you know how to handle it, but would you want to take on those headaches and go through that situation again, knowing what the potential rewards are, what the risks are, and having experience handling that? If someone said, hey, here's the same situation again, just two and a half, three years later, would you want to tackle that again? Right now, yes. That answer is going to change. I'm at a pivoting point of my investing where those things are starting to matter to me. This specific property, the reason that I'm not apprehensive, all of my properties are C-class. They're all low income. I have gotten a surprising amount of satisfaction building relationships with my tenants. And they're very appreciative of me because it's the first time they've had maintenance actually get resolved, fixes done when they complain, things of that nature. Specifically in this building, one of the tenants has been there for 17 years. And she has such a beautiful story of trying to provide safe housing for a child that she is now raising. And so it's like beautiful little things like that, where she's like, please don't raise the rent after this amount, you know, so on and so forth. So it's little things like that, where I get a ton of satisfaction. It is still, and this is why I think it's the beautiful component. I don't need to make it market rent, which is now 1400 So it's a massive increase from when I purchased it. I'm keeping it at a lower amount for her, specifically because it cash flows almost $400 a door for me. I can make that conscious decision and feel good like I'm helping her and I'm still profitable. I know that a lot of people in this industry wouldn't necessarily agree with that, but it's what feels good to me. So that's what I'm going with right now. I would take one or two more of those. It's my cash cow. Like it's truly my baby. So in a few years, that will change. My priorities will shift and I will not be able to do this in the way of developing relationships that I have. And did you have to update any of the interiors or anything? I didn't actually. And that was probably one of the biggest lessons I learned as an investor. I initially, right out of the gate, increased their rent from 500 to 1000 because they had been paying under market for so long. In hindsight, I should have done that a little bit more gradually. A $500 increase in rent, regardless of what everybody else is paying, is not fair to the tenants. So I wish I would have done it in a more tiered approach, given them more time. They did end up paying without any updates, but I did offer to them, write me a list. I'll fix whatever you want. And it's sad that one of them is still to this day, I have to like force her to let me fix things and update stuff for her because she's like, no, I'm sure this is going to make you have to increase my rent. And I'm like, no, you deserve to have a clean working home. So I think next time I would just do that rent increase a little bit more gradually. But aside from that, I did not initially. I did have a tenant that moved out and then I did end up updating that one. But that was just because, yeah. And the one that you were able to turn over. Is that the one that is at market right now? It is. is That's correct. Yep. And then I saved the other one and she's still at less. 
And like I said, I'm forcing her. I'm going to give her new appliances for Black Friday. (laughs) It's just so funny that everybody has their own preference. And I understand she doesn't want it to go up. So So when you did this unit turn, when the one side vacated, what did you do when you turned it over? What was the scope? Yeah, everything except for the floors, actually. So yeah, completely gutted the kitchen and redid the bathroom. Those were complete guts, painted new blinds, the HVAC just the dials and your fixtures, if you will, updated a lot of that. But yeah, it was a full gut on the kitchen and the bathroom. That was the biggest scope. Very nice. Obviously, we heard about this deal. You're at four (laughs) duplexes total. Yes. What are your plans going forward to add to your portfolio? And will you, if this isn't included in the other answer, you can add on to this. Will you use any of these four duplexes to grow your portfolio? I'll answer that one first. It is the beauty of this one and my first duplex that they appreciated so much. And the 100000 is actually after I did the cash out refi. So my first two appreciated over 50000 within six months of me purchasing them. So I did a cash out refi and was still able to get those amazing rates. My rate on that property is now after the cash out refi, 3.75. And I used the cash that I pulled out from both of those to buy my third duplex cash. I then pulled the HELOC on that and used it to get my fourth. And so that was kind of the beauty of the compounding using the appreciation on the first two. Thank you. I feel really validated by your smile. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. So it was very beautiful. The HELOC was one to sweat for. Obviously, that was a ton of cash. It was like 245000 that I ended up putting down on that and closed on the HELOC right before the banking, all of the lending purse strings tightened really, really strictly. I think it was the beginning of 22 when that was happening. I had pulled it within 60 days of acquisition. So that was right by the skin of my teeth. But I want to sell my fourth one. I want to use that to reposition into commercial. But then the first three for now, my biggest goal is cash flow, replacing that income so that I can speak out about nursing. So I want to keep those for the cash flow. I might reposition in the future, but they are very much sentimental to me. And then as far as going into commercial goes, I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest shift and the biggest learning that I'm currently experiencing is building the courage to use other people's money. I'm extremely proud that I bought my first four duplexes all on my single nurse income and it's holding me back. I've done very well. All of my cash on cash returns for my properties is 11, 12 plus percent. It's been really good, way better than you could ever get in the stock market. And I did invest in a syndication as a passive investor. We won't get into details, but I haven't received a single return. For me, that was kind of the point where I was like looking at other people like they were way more successful or had way more experience. I'm like, I get better returns than you do and you're a professional. So here we go. I am working on my first commercial acquisition where I will use other people's money. Investing as a LP in a syndication, did you do that strictly for the quarterly or monthly distributions or were you doing that as kind of a reconnaissance mission for getting into the general partner side yourself? No, but that would have been a very brilliant move if that was my thought (laughs) process. 
No, it was more for diversification. I started to get really interested in commercial around 2021. And to be honest, it just scares the crap out of me. It did at the time because of the size and the complexity. And there's so much language around commercial properties that's not used. I was just so intimidated by that. So me becoming an LP was more kind of like pain to sit at the table and learn, even though it was by proxy. And there were selfish intents. I was going to get 50% of my capital back at year one from a flip that they were doing with a different property. And there were just kind of some unique benefits to it that I hadn't seen in other syndication offerings, but it completely shit the bed. (laughs) It is what it is. It was a very big lesson. And luckily it's given me the courage to do better for other people. So when you say commercial, what kind of property are you looking at when you get to that point? People use this interchangeably, and I never know which answer people want me to say, but multifamily specifically is my asset class for now. I will diversify again in the future, but it just makes sense to me. It's my genius, if you will. So I will execute a few deals on that first. And what's your buy box? Five to 30, under 2 million and 1970 and after. I like value add, no matter what kind it is. And just no intense rehabs. I've learned that lesson the hard way too. So, Do you have a market that you're looking at specifically? I do. This is another thing I dance with. I know a lot of people like to broadcast that. I also hear people in the industry that say you should keep it to yourself until you're under contract. So I will just say we're interested in Midwest states that heavily cash flow. If anybody has a deal they want to send me, feel free. But South Dakota, Nebraska, Montana, things in that category, in that general area, anything that cash flows is a huge win and starting point for me because I need to finish replacing my income. Yeah. yeah. We did it kind of backwards. My whole investing philosophy from when I started was appreciation, appreciation, appreciation. Mm -hmm. And in Portland Metro, we get pretty good appreciation. The cash flow is all right. But now I want to get better cash flow. So I'm looking elsewhere and trying to find deals that have better cash flow. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just appreciate that a mentor pointed that out to me early mm-hmm. on because if I had invested for appreciation, I don't know that I would be in love with real estate the same way that I am. The freedom that it's giving me is priceless. And so mm-hmm. I truly feel indebted to this. And that's why I'm just so immensely grateful. I share all of my knowledge for free on my Instagram. It's because of those reasons. But if I didn't get out of my job and I was investing for appreciation and it was a longer game, I don't know that I would feel as positively as I do right now. But it's that freedom that's priceless. And that's why real estate's awesome. You can attack it from so many different angles and really use it how you want to use it. Absolutely. Stacy, did I miss any questions or did you not get to share something that you wanted to share today? If you're a medical professional or anybody that cares about a medical professional, I would love for you to follow me. If there's anything I can share education-wise, I'm always happy to create content based on people's questions, but I just am trying to rally everybody. We're at a very crucial point in healthcare and it could get bad quickly. So I just hope to position us to make positive change before that. It's too late. And we'll be sure to link it in the description, but Stacy's Instagram is invest for freedom underscore RN, correct? Yes, that is. All right. Invest yes. for freedom underscore RN as in registered nurse. At least I think that's what that stands yes. for. Yes, <laughs> it is. Everybody thought it was supposed to be right now, but I'm like, yeah, either way, let's <laughs> yeah. go. 
Stacy, thank you so much for joining the West Side Investors Network podcast today. I appreciate you sharing a little bit about all four of your duplexes, but mainly your second duplex. And I'm so excited to hear how your first multifamily deal goes when that time comes. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Professionals Investing Podcast on WIN, your community of investing knowledge for growth. We hope that this episode has increased your knowledge and added value to your path to freedom. If you would, please take a second to rate us so that we can get more great investors to interview. If you or someone that you know wants to be on, please visit westsideinvestors.com and fill out our form to be on the show. Thank you again and enjoy your day.